0: Hey, welcome to the program today, we spent a lot of time uh, on uh, gay chicken money. Uh, also, farts. Uh, Selena Zito was here for a dignified moment about what the next election is probably shaping up. You're going to love if you're a supporter of, of uh, Democrats or or Republicans or you just really don't like socialism. You're going to love what she has to uh, say. Santa phoned in. Uh, also, he was very upset today with Chick-fil-A. A lot going on on today's podcast.
1: You're listening to
2: the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: Okay, imagine your cell phone is a voting booth. And every time you use your cell phone, you're voting for impeachment. You're voting for open borders. You're voting for gun confiscation. That call to your mother just voted for abortion. That's the way you need to look at this. It's a horrible thought, but it's not unrealistic because this is what you're doing when you spend money with all of the cell phone companies that hate everything you believe in. Just to add insult to injury, these cell phone carriers have all kinds of hidden fees like AT&T's administrative fee, you know, the one they're currently getting sued over. What is that? Compare that with Patriot Mobile, the only uh, conservative phone company in the nation, They not only support your values with no hidden fees, but for a limited time, they're also giving you a free Moto Z3 when you open up a new line. A free Moto Z3 when you open a new line. The offer is only valid through Cyber Monday when you call 877-367-7524. Why not use a carrier who believes in the same things you do and isn't voting with their money, your money? Every time you make a phone call, they donate to those causes. Patriot Mobile doesn't do that. Switching is really easy. You'll get reliable 4G LTE nationwide service for as low as 25 bucks a month. Plus, you're helping preserve the country that we love. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call their U.S.-based team at 877-367-7524. 877-367-7524. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're just debating. We have so many things to go on uh, that we have to cover today. We have Adam Schiff. He's, he's about to start asking questions. We also have Fartgate uh, that is uh, that is happening. We need a fart investigation on this because I don't, I don't know if I buy the media
1: spit on it. You know, there's there's too much conflicting information Can on this. Can we please
0: play Eric Swalwell uh, being interviewed by uh, Chris Matthews yesterday? This audio is real. Here
2: taxpayer dollars to ask the ukrainians to help him cheat an election and the complaint that i've heard from Republicans.
1: <laughs> all right let's hear one it one more again. time one more time
2: taxpayer dollars to ask the ukrainians to help him cheat an election and the complaint I that i mean I've heard from- his shoulders go yeah. up yeah i mean there's
0: a physical reaction visually that you yeah, can and you he can, pauses mm-hmm. now chris matthews says that's just a coffee cup coming across the table let's listen to it
1: with thinking about a coffee cup could it be a coffee cup
2: taxpayer dollars to ask the ukrainians to help them cheat an election and the complaint that i've heard from a... could be
0: maybe
1: i don't maybe. know it could be we, we should try to recreate I a
2: coffee cup here well
1: you gotta <laughs> well, take a, take the the, uh, the pens out of it you might need some liquid do you have any liquid you can put in that thing
0: Well, I got to get all this,
1: this table is too smooth i think
0: yeah it is well what kind of
1: I mean, they're getting no you're getting no, 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 no friction at all on this table. What
2: kind of play that again? What kind of table does that have taxpayer to be? taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election? And the complaint that I've you know, heard, Chris from the...
0: Matthews is the one who said it. I, I don't think that there would be a problem believing that Chris Matthews has bad gas problems. Well, and there's an
1: indication. I mean, this goes back historically to whoever smelt it, dealt it. Correct. Um, and so correct. now
0: uh, is that hearsay? Do you have mm-hmm. first hand knowledge of he who smelt it dealt it? Or is this uh, I mean I I mean Hearsay, don't get me wrong, Hearsay is as good as oh, as good as gold. As good as gold. <laughs> oh, as any yeah. firsthand I was there, eyewitness kind of stuff. Here's the thing. Mm. To me, it it
1: while it does sort of look like Swalwell farts there, I don't know if the audio fits it. There's not it's an he's in an echoey room. He's supposedly wearing a lapel mic, which would not indicate, like it's too far away from his butt for the for the the air to be that clear. Play pretty, it one
0: more time. Mm-hmm.
2: Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election and the complexity I, said, I heard
0: don't heard from, know. Oh, it seems to me more like Chris Matthews ripped one in the studio and he's trying to hide it. I don't know, but our investigation, it'll go into tens of millions of dollars, and Mm -hmm. we'll spend about three years on Fartgate Mm -hmm. uh, as we look into what's in Swalwell's pants and what did Chris Matthews know and when did he know (laughs) it.
2: The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's
0: Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. We have Selena Zito on the uh, phone with us. She is a, uh, a reporter and one of the best listeners, I think, in the country. She actually is the one who called the last election really spot on, spot on. And I think she's doing it again Selena, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Nice to talk to you, Glenn.
0: Good to talk to you. I know your book is, is it out in paperback yet?
3: Yeah, it just came out in paperback this week with an an update, uh, an afterword that explains what happened in 2018, why that matters, uh, what it tells us, and what we should continue to look for uh for 2020 gives
0: okay, so, you an understanding yeah so i'm reading i'm reading some of the stuff that you have written recently and yesterday you you have the the new phase of the great revolt uh, and as i'm as i'm reading it last night i'm gathering that what people did in the uh, the congressional and state elections here recently we should not necessarily take that to mean anything for the presidential election
3: That's absolutely right. Let's take uh, the Kentucky governor's race for for a moment. Uh, If anybody understood Kentucky or ever went there in the national press, they wouldn't be writing, oh, it's all over because the Republican Kentucky governor lost. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Kentucky. Uh, Matt Bevan was not very popular. The point of view of him by the people who live there is that he was a carpetbagger. You know, he didn't understand Kentucky culture, and he he made a lot of series of su- um, successive um, out of touch decisions. Yeah, about about his state. And, and, and governors' races are about being connected to the people, and, and he did not demonstrate that he was. And if you look down ballot, Republicans not only won hugely, like in the Secretary of State race uh, or the uh, Attorney General race, but also they gained seats in the, um, in the Senate and in the House. So I think that that saying, oh, this means Republicans don't want Trump. No, it meant that Kentucky voters were unsatisfied with Matt Bevin.
0: All right. So I'm Um, we're we're watching the impeachment today, and uh, I think it's just hardening people's positions. There's there's nothing There's nothing new here as we're watching. There's no smoking gun. People who are against Donald Trump are so against him, they'll do anything to get him out. Uh, For those who are really even fence sitters on Donald Trump, I think they look at this and say, this is not this doesn't even make sense to me. And I think it it hardens people on which way they were leaning.
3: It's absolutely correct. And to tell you what it reminds me of. Do you remember when Scott Walker won uh, the governor's race uh, in 2010? And then there was a recall election Uh, because, you know, the people who lost were unhappy. Mm -hmm. Essentially, that's what it was. And he came back and won that with higher percentage because people who didn't even vote for him thought, you know what, this is bogus. This is sore loserism. And I'm going to vote for him because I think the behavior of the Democrats is wrong. And you can, I'm finding a lot of that sentiment among, um, among Trump skeptics who don't can particularly care for his comportment, which, by the way, is probably 70% of Trump voters. They don't care for his comportment, they like the results. They also understand that you need to be a mean SOB to to sort of break up the swamp's behavior and the establishment behavior on both sides to make effective change.
0: I, I will tell you, Selena, I said this, I mean, we talked right after, I said this right at the beginning. If if you want to be effective and actually go against Donald Trump, you can't just throw everything at him you they started from the beginning and it drove it drove people i mean when i when i put the maga hat on i don't know about a year or two ago mine was not a a full-throated endorsement of donald trump because i like many of his policies for instance side note your honor just what he did with israel just yesterday Um, i like many of his policies but he is so hard to defend because his because of the way he just is but you know what the way they're taking him on in congress through the state department and in the media god bless him just keep going donald just keep going
3: you're there's a sentiment shared by By people, and here's here's what really always gets under my skin, Glenn, is that the people in my profession don't understand that sentiment. And you know why? Because they live in the super zip codes of this country, um, and and they don't know anyone who thinks or looks or acts uh, the way that people do outside of those super zip codes. They control the media, they control entertainment, they control sports, they. control corporations, and this this populist coalition has been building for over 12 years. Donald Trump didn't cause it. He is the result of it. Mm -hmm. And the important thing about the Great Revolt is this continues long after 2020. Mm -hmm. This coalition is not going away for at least a generation. What I would tell people to do is everyone in, in my profession says, oh, it's all up to the suburbs. That's right. But not all suburbs are created equal. Suburban voter in Erie County, Pennsylvania or Kenosha, Wisconsin or Baldwin, uh, Michigan or Macomb County, Michigan um, does not look act or behave the same way a suburban voter in Philadelphia or Northern Virginia behaved and votes. So, Those are the voters who are going to make a difference. They have the exact same education that their cousins have in Northern Virginia and Philadelphia, but they live among a variety of different um, mm-hmm. viewpoints. And they are connected and rooted to community where voters in, in, in like, northern Virginia are very transient. They aren't rooted to their community. Community doesn't mean the same thing. And voting for Donald Trump is about community and localism.
0: And I it have counts. to tell you, I and, and and I would love to hear you respond to this, Selena. Uh, as I travel around, I just have this sense that... There's a lot of people that would have voted for another candidate that wasn't corrupt and wasn't a hardcore socialist and or even hanging around all the socialists. I think there's a lot of people who are Democrats, who are blue collar, et cetera, et cetera, who may not like Donald Trump, but will vote for him because they feel like the Democratic Party has left the building And they have left the insane socialists in charge.
3: Yes, that's absolutely true. All you have to do is keep your eye on Western Pennsylvania throughout this whole process. Um, Most of the candidates on the Democratic side that are running said they believe in a ban on fracking on day one. Well, let me tell you, Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio, also Texas, Colorado, Kansas, North Dakota. These are areas that are thriving because of the, the, the shale industry. Uh, lives and communities are being changed because they are now prosperous again. And, and, and so to ban it is to take, how are you going to sort of, it's a binary choice, right? I've got Trump, who I like his policies, don't like his personality. I got the Democrats. Oh, they want to take my job away on the day they're sworn in. I think I'll go with the guy with the weird Twitter account. Because at least he has my back. Mm -hmm. And a Democrat cannot win the White House without winning Pennsylvania. A Republican can. And a Democrat cannot win Pennsylvania without winning Western Pennsylvania. So that's why you you have to keep an eye on those areas, because that's where those sentiments will be reflected anytime someone visits there. And they will understand why Trump if it was held tomorrow, he would win the election. And that's hard for people who live out in, live in either the East coast or the West coast, um, to, to understand because they don't know anybody else in the middle. Remember this, this is in the great revolt. The 34% of Trump voters in 2016, which right now seems like the Ozzie and Harriet hour era, because it seems nicer than it was today. Um, 34% of Trump voters did not tell a family member or friend that they were voting for him.
0: 34%. 34%.
3: That was in 2016. I mean, I can't even, my mind just can't even wrap around how people would, uh, how they're going to approach it now, given the intensity of the cancel culture. You know, I mean, you, you say you're going to vote for Trump. You have to worry about losing your job, or affecting the people that work for you, or affecting your family, or affecting your social status.
0: How is how is the impeachment affecting all of this?
3: You had it absolutely right. If you love Trump, and on election day 2016, you're still um, optimistic about the future. But what about those? Future. What about
0: those? What about those swing people? The the, the people that are. You know, they they don't necessarily like that they are voting for a Republican, let alone Donald Trump. What about those people who voted for him last time? Has this made any impact on them?
3: None. Zero. I have a story coming out about that in the New York Post on, on Sunday. I went back to the people in the book, people that were skeptical, people that had a hard time, um, you know, and people who supported him outright um, but had reservations. Uh, that not, It's Groundhog Day. Nothing has changed. Their support for him has only gotten stronger so be- because they look at this and say, you know, they've been trying to impeach him since day one. They just finally found something they think can make stick, but but it, they they and they're watching this intensely. Like there's there's no there there. I mean, in their minds, they think th- this is not an impeachable offense. This is something that someone does who is not part of the Washington system and this is how they behave this is how Trump always behaves
0: what about those Democrat? what about those Democrats who vote for Democrats but they are afraid of the socialist movement of the Democrat uh will they just sit it out or will they vote for the socialist Democrat or a Democrat
3: no they won't vote for the socialist Democrat They'll either sit it out or they'll hold their nose and vote for Trump. Uh, that's why I keep my eye on Minnesota as well. Um, that's a state he only lost by 45,000 votes, and I just spent some time there. And you see the the swing towards him mm. in, in that state, and that broadens his coalition. Uh, that doesn't add to shrinking his coalition. Mm so um
0: i've uh, heard talk from some people that they believe that this could be a reagan mondale election i don't think it would be that strong but do you think there is a chance that it's a it's not anything like we're expecting
3: if the democrats go too crazy on this impeachment which have already shown that they have no problem doing and they pick someone very far left such as elizabeth warren or pete Buttigieg. Uh, then yeah, you would see a landslide land election. Absolutely. All right. With no doubt in my mind.
0: Selina, thank you so much. The name of the book is uh, "The Great Revolt." Um, I'm anxious to see your next article and uh, and get the update uh, to your book. Selina is the one who really listened to people um, and was the one who finally really just listening to her explained it to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. It's called The Great Revolt um, by her and Brad Todd, who uh, who also is instrumental in, in putting this together. It's out in paperback now. Selena, thank you so much.
3: Thanks so much for having me.
0: You bet. God bless. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. We're talking about the impeachment. There's a lot of things going on uh, today. I want to talk to you a little bit about what happened yesterday with uh, Israel and also Chick-fil-A. Uh, which they, they came out and they said they were giving up uh, their charity. A contract uh, ran out with uh, the uh, charity known as the Salvation Army, and the press is spinning this as a as you know they're just going after the gay chicken money. But we is this right? We have Santa on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello, Santa.
4: <laughs> merry Christmas,
0: Glenn. Uh, yeah, m- merry merry Christmas. <laughs> have to you to been to a, a good
4: boy or girl?
0: Uh, I've been a, a, a boy my whole life there, Santa. Well,
4: that's how I have to ask it now. you are been a good boy or girl. Right, okay. I mean, come on, Chick fil A. I mean, I've been. De- you're taking money from the Salvation Freaking Army. <laughs> well, it's. I, I, I'm I, not. Here I am sitting at like 1,200 Walmarts at the same time raising right, money,
0: right. and i got to
4: deal with this crap.
0: Right, right, I mean, right. I'm
4: Santa. I love the gays. Look at right. my suit. Super frilly. So
0: Santa loves the (laughs) gays. I
4: put bells on everything. Hello. I mean, I got to say a lot of the streets around here right. were not for the tinsel. They right. said it was over the top. I pushed for it.
0: Right, okay. Okay. All right. When I
4: got a request from some kid named Stan that wants a Barbie, I don't bring a do-it-yourself
0: gay conversion therapy right. kid instead. That's right. not what I'm doing here. Right, right. So maybe hmm. uh, maybe the Salvation Army is uh, is something that... I'm trying
4: to feed people here, homeless people, right. okay. not butch up
0: your toddler. Right.
4: And might I remind you... <laughs> I'm a guy yeah. who is inside your home right. while you're asleep. Right. Okay? I have access to your fireplace. Right. I know when you are sleeping. <laughs> Stop <laughs> screwing with me. All
0: right. Thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, an official, uh, official response from Santa about uh, Chick-fil-A distancing themselves from the Salvation Army, which I am not sure that's anything other than spin on what actually happened from Chick-fil-A. We're waiting for a comment from Chick-fil-A.
2: This is the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Hang on just a second. We have some breaking. Uh, we have some breaking news. Uh, can we? Are we going to uh, stop for the breaking news? Uh-oh.
1: We do. Okay. We have an update on Fart Investigation 2019. Oh, fart! Fart! Fart Investigation. Fart Investigation. Yes. Fart Gate
0: being investigated. Fart Gate, which is a- Eric Swalwell he- farting on national television, or did he? Right. Well, this is the big controversy. I. I will tell you, it took a lot to restrain myself, but I did restrain myself on Twitter yesterday because I thought there's no way that fart is... Somebody just added that fart onto that, and I wasn't going to be a part of that. But now I find out, and this is real, I come in the morning, and yes, that sound was not added later. This is the original clip with
1: Eric Swalwell and Chris Matthews. Uh, You'll hear Eric talking, and then somebody just rips one in the middle of the the, the statement, and you see... A physical reaction by Swalwell, but that is that misleading people from the real facts behind the story. Here is the evidence: the
2: is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Dollars to ask <laughs> the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. It looks like he it pushes it out ra- with the e,
1: like it's cheat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he just threw <laughs> the election, and, it, and that it, is what pushes it out. It does look like it, it. does look like It does that. look like it. Now, but. but looks can be deceiving yes now chris matthews i i was going to present this the way that I, it, the alternate theory is is developing mm-hmm. chris matthews he's back in studio he knows it's not eric swalwell eric Swalwell's is taking all the heat for it so what does he do swalwell is going to call him out and said you're the guy that farted matthews you're the guy who farted on television and matthews has to come out and, and release a, a statement saying no it wasn't swalwell or swalwell will come out with the truth so what he does is he said, oh, it was a mug. We've already tried to uh, to simulate the mug. Do you want to give us another quick mug yeah, simulation? Yeah, just give you Listen the
0: simulation. This. Here's the mug on my desk. Here it is. Does not sound like a fart.
1: Does not sound like a fart it? Does whatsoever. not sound like a fart. We know that. Okay. Well, investigations are going on and information is coming out. Mm-hmm. And there have maybe been some other situations where Chris Matthews has farted on the air during interviews. Don't believe it. That would be the normal stance, and it would be one I would understand. Glenn. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. But let me just present the evidence. All right. Go ahead. Here is clip number one.
2: And said that when he pleaded guilty to these charges oh. in the Southern District of New York. But what's different is today. Well, is I that... heard that. Now you heard that
0: that. that. that that sounded very similar to the cup across the desk. It did sound a lot like the cup across yeah. the desk. What
1: is this desk made out of? I. I don't understand. Fart-sounding material of some sort. Not a thing. Right, okay. Okay. Next clip, another clip of Chris Matthews doing an interview. Listen.
4: Wow, what a critique. And with me now is Scott Arsenault. He's the executive director of the Florida Democratic Party. And Bob Shrum is a Democratic strategist who's been through a lot of these races. Scott, just give me the skinny here. Can we get a clean, fair, honest...
1: (laughs) Now, have these been added? Because it sounds like they've been added.
4: But I
0: don't know. We are I'm not told up on this my, is a real investigation. I don't. I don't. I don't know your source uh, of who is collecting fart sounds from Chris Matthews.
1: Many sources around the internet, actually.
0: Right. Okay, so there's here's, another one.
1: Here's another one.
4: If you're taking the president of the United States down into it. A- so that really depends on how it's ultimately structured. If they were able to make some sort of a.
0: <laughs> I mean, so, you're, I'm hearing them. I'm hearing them too, and I will tell you, he is at that point to where. He's an old man. He's very old, Glenn. Yeah. And sometimes when you hit that
1: age that starts with a one and then has a two after it and then there's like a three or a four <laughs> right. after that,
0: things are hard to control. Right. Right. I mean, like it's not Chris's right. fault per se. I mean, if when I get into that situation, I'm going to be saying to, you know, Doris Kearns Goodwin, pull my finger. Right. I mean. You just go for I'll it. I'll just go for it. Mm-hmm. I'll just go for it. But uh, But Chris is, I think – so what you're saying here in this fart investigation is that don't be so hasty. Uh, it's probably not Swalwell. Yeah. And so people are blaming Swalwell. And look, he's had a rough year. Uh, yes.
1: You know, there's an argument to be made that the fart in question lasted longer than his campaign. Right.
0: And that's and not good. And smelt about the same.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe better. <laughs> However, uh, as much as I think Swalwell is a funny target of this. Mm-hmm. Number one. I want the truth, okay? That's I want what the truth. about. Here. That's what we're about. Right. Okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I feel like Chris Matthews might be a better target. No one knows who Eric Swalwell is. No one cares. Eric Swalwell kind of came and went, and no one's going to ever t- hear from the guy again. Chris Matthews is is a guy I kind of want to believe farts on the air. I want it to be true, I and therefore it should
4: tell be tell you
0: this. I mean, is this a... I had to work in an atmosphere with an old man that was farting all the time because I think there's a lesser me too movement that could be had. (laughs) Me number two movement. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, no, he didn't touch me or grope me or anything like that. Right, but he farted around me all All the the time. time. Especially
1: during interviews, this is why you notice none of these interviews are guests in studio.
0: They've all booked t- it to be outside. You know, tomorrow we're, we might do a we might do an expose on this, and uh, we ask you tomorrow to just wear a green, brownish, greenish uh, ribbon uh, <laughs> on your on your lapel tomorrow in, <laughs> in some, some sort of a cheat in support. So you of, hear, uh, did you hear that? Yeah. No, I. Play it one more time. I. Charges and some sort of a cheat. <laughs> this is
1: not a okay, borderline right. issue. Right, That's a montage of all three clips. Okay,
0: I am actually paying people to make fart montages. Uh, I am reevaluating. A fartage? A fartage. Uh, a fartage. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Stu. The Blaze Radio Network. On
4: demand.